0: Welcome to the Naughty Child Podcast, with me Richard, and me Polly, I'm the dad,
1: and I'm the daughter. I'll do everything
2: before I leave, I need to find that bag
0: my <laughs> Alex Hartley took us off air in Brighton earlier
1: this year. I'm a huge fan of Pepper.
2: We thought we were really funny. Bobby, I'm doing a <laughs> podcast, man, come on. <laughs> well, my dog is now called Jimiades, hon.
1: <laughs> oh, well, Manchester originals aren't through to the Eliminators, so I've got to to uh... yeah. Do you cook French food? Like, do you cook frog legs and snails? Oh, <laughs> uh, just locked myself in a procedure room. Sophie Appleston's the worst. It's like having a child with you when she's on tour. I don't know whether it shows something about me or whether it just shows I'm a little bit stupid.
0: Hey, Polly, I've spent the last week locked in a room talking really badly in French
1: um <laughs> that sounds like a you problem it sounds like you get paid to do that
0: it is my job
1: but also just sound miserable it
0: wasn't me speaking badly
1: oh I just made that clear made that clear yeah yeah, yeah. from the start okay
0: yeah so it's been french speaking test this week mm-hmm. so it's,
1: t- un baguette.
0: Une baguette. it's oh. <laughs> clearly feminine isn't it <laughs> actually get that wrong. <laughs>
1: oh gosh that's embarrassing in
0: yeah, so I'm a bit all interviewed out at the moment.
1: Okay, so no more interviews? Well, no, no, we can do
0: interviews. I like doing interviews, but I just feel like I've sat in a room with a microphone okay. for a lot in the last week.
1: Okay, well, again, you're sitting in a room with a microphone. Uh, but this time we talking about cricket rather than speaking French. Yes. Um, let's start kind of away from domestic cricket, get the other stuff out of the way. Interesting news about the WBBL they're introducing a new draft system and are following the template that they use in the BBL the men's tournament so in the men's they've got like platinum gold silver bronze categories um which kind of means that players can put themselves in say like yeah i'm a gold player and it's, <laughs> or i'm a plat- <laughs> no one I'm, finds a, you. I'm a platinum <laughs> i'm a part of the platinum club um <laughs> So, um, yes, yeah, so they can do that. And there are new rules on marquee players and everything like that. So it's kind of changing and following the men's system. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting because the full thing is not going to be a draft. So, like, domestic players and stuff will just get picked. Right. Which I suppose is kind of like ours at the moment with the 100. But the I think the big draft is just for overseas players. Okay. Which I don't know. I found that a bit a bit strange.
0: Yeah, I to be honest with you, I don't really understand the draft thing at all. No, I I mean I know I really should, but <laughs> um, I don't quite get it. Yeah, and it seems to me a lot of people like for the hundred mm. didn't put themselves in the draft, but yeah. they'd kind of had a the, nudge and yeah. they were told and
1: yeah, underground conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, um, but let's talk about regional cricket. So, the first thing i want to talk about, there's a new signing, despite the first round already happening. Oh, yes. All Very right. excited about this. Ola Prendergast, friend, friend of the pod, island all rounder, has signed for Western Storm, which I think is so good for Western Storm, but also great for Ola.
0: Yes. Well, it's great for Western Storm because they didn't really seem to have any new players at all. No.
1: <laughs> no. Um, yeah, as we said last week, they've lost a couple of players, haven't brought anyone in uh, like from the outside new. It's just young players coming through. So to have someone like Orla who's got international experience, she's a really handy all rounder. Yeah. Um. So that will only kind of strengthen their batting and their bowling. Um. So yeah, very excited. To it's good for Ola as well. You know, as a developmental mm, step. Yeah. It, yeah. And I think also in terms of getting contacts over here, thinking about the hundred things like that, if yeah. she kind of has her name in the English setup, then I think mm-hmm. that that's only puts her in in a good place. Aren't
0: I even going to West Indies at some point?
1: They are. I think that's later in the summer. So I think that might be um, June time mm-hmm. because I've, their schedule for their domestic season, mm-hmm. uh, which I think starts this week, has been announced. And there's a gap um, okay. between kind of early June to early July, I think, okay. um, around then. So I think that might be when they go to West Indies. Mm-hmm. Not sure, though. Anyway, on to last week's results. So we went to Trent Bridge to see Blazers' first ever game. We did. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. There were quite a lot of people there. Yes, um, I'm
0: rubbish at numbers, but I would yeah. say four
1: or 500 maybe. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were there for a meeting about the women's pathway of Nottinghamshire mm-hmm. Cricket Club, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, no complaints to the good mm-hmm. crowd. Um, and yeah, the Blaze won their first ever game.
0: Yes, they they did. I mean, it was an interesting one, isn't it? Because Blaze Mm -hmm. batted first and were bowled Mm -hmm. out, about three and a half overs short. And 212 seemed below par.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
2: Definitely.
0: But they came in, bowled really well. Mm -hmm. um, And Sparks never really got going. Well, maybe at the Mm -hmm. end of the power play, you just said Sparks, they lost their first wicket just at the Mm -hmm. end of the power play. Yeah. I think they'd had to put 40 or 50 runs on yeah. and it, it was looking good for them, really. But they never really got going after no. that and just got strangled, really, in yeah. the middle of the game yeah. by um, Kirsty Gordon, first yeah. of all, from one end mm. and then Lucy Hyman the other. Yeah,
1: and Lucy got a fifer off the back of it. But, yeah, that spin was was really the difference. Mm. Um, it was interesting, in Sparks's kind of chat with Eve Jones uh, a couple of days ago, She was saying that was a used county wicket, Mm -hmm. which I hadn't really thought of, um, which obviously would have deteriorated over the day. Of course, that would have affected the blaze. That's perhaps one of the reasons why. Um, So it probably was quite a difficult pitch to play on. Um, The only thing I would say is it was slow from Sparks. Like They kind of got a bit stuck. Um, I think partially that's credit to Blaze because I thought their bowling was excellent. Um, But at the same time, Sparks looked, as I say, quite stuck.
0: Yes, I, I mean it's interesting with Sparks, isn't it? Because I think they need to find some runs from somewhere. Mm. And my question is who's going to get them a stack of runs? Yeah. This season? And it's it's difficult to see. Mm. So they've got some really good players. Amy Campbell, for example. Yeah. He's a really good player. Um now I haven't been through Amy's statistics. A mm-hmm. friend of the pod, Amy mm-hmm. Campbell, i have say we love Amy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um,
0: but when was the last time she got a score?
1: Yeah.
0: Um off the top of my head, mm-hmm. I can't think of a time when she's yeah. sort of scored higher than about 20. Yeah. And as someone who's in there as a batter,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how much longer can that yeah. go on for?
1: This is the thing. And I think last season, from what I could see, they didn't have like a standout batter like they did the year before. So Eve Jones in 2021 mm-hmm. had an excellent season, was by far the best player.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Incredible. 2022. They had a number of players that did quite well. So, Abby Freeborn, I thought, was excellent last season. Mm-hmm. Um, she really stepped up. and the Arla actually batted really well yeah. last season as well. But other than Amy Jones in the Charlotte Edwards Cup, they didn't have those players who were like, consistently mm-hmm. getting really good scores. Yeah. And so, I think they kind of need that to click because they've got so much talent in there. You think about the batting line that they've got. Especially with the additions of Chloe Brewer, Katie George, top scored, I think. Yeah, um, she looked good actually. She looked really yeah. good, um, with Bat Amble. So mm. there's potential, but it was a little bit, um, disjointed, I think. On yes,
0: Saturday. I you could mention Amy Jones, mm. and she was the big difference last year. And so not yeah. having her, mm. so she was missing, but then Natsifa Brunt was missing. Yeah, her, like, yeah, so, Very true. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah yeah mm-hmm. amy jones could really make a difference if she's playing this weekend mm-hmm. I, I think that could really make a difference for yeah. that, that side
1: um diamonds also got a win they're playing at headingley against western storm mm-hmm. it was kind of a similar story across the board uh teams got bowled out quite cheaply and then yeah runs were chased down or the opposite way around yeah. um so i thought northern diamonds were were pretty good their batting wasn't the full performance that we've seen from them before. So I think six of their players didn't manage to get out of single figures. Right. Um, however, Chloe Tryon and Betty Heath were excellent. Um, great strike rates. And you just see what Chloe Tryon adds to a team. Yeah,
0: that's um, probably quality yeah. signing. Well and done, I,
1: I like seeing her and um, Beth Heath together. I thought that was, that was good because mm-hmm. Betty Heath is exciting player. Yeah. Um, Stars also thrash thunder, it would be fair to say. Paige Schofield on debut for uh Southeast Stars 111 Not Out, which is our first century in 10 years. <laughs> uh where well, I think she was playing like under 17's county or something the last time she got one. Um I mean what a her, statement. What a oh, statement 100%. on debut. And I mean to move from the Vipers and then do that, I was like, oh, wow. Um so very impressive. Now the big one, the one I'm most excited to talk about. Sunrisers thrashed the Vipers.
0: I mean absolutely humiliated them. I know. Um I mean it was so pleased for Sunrisers mm. so pleased because um you know they've had such a tough time yeah. in this competition. And you know we've we've joked about mm. it we have mocked them <laughs> I have to say. Um but what a great feeling that, mm. that and they could they could go on and win this.
1: I know. Well the way that Andy Tennant has changed that side it's an unrecognisable side. Of mm-hmm. course, there are some, you know, there are still teething problems, all that sort of thing. But they won all five of their warm-up games. Mm-hmm. They thrashed the Vipers, which no-one thrashes the Vipers. Mm-hmm. Abtahar McSooge got a mm-hmm. Um, Jodie Grucock batted so well, and she's barely played any games for Sunrise. I think, well, she might have played quite a few last year, but in terms of getting a big score, that hasn't happened. Grace Griffins wasn't the backbone of the team. Yes, yeah, she got 60-odd runs or whatever. But she wasn't having to, you know, mm-hmm. keep the team alive. I just thought it was an excellent all round performance. And
0: yeah, I they're, just they're unlikely to have any England call ups at exactly. all at the, point of the season. Yeah. And they've got Danny Van Nierkirk to come. <laughs>
1: exactly. Um Maddie Villiers was excellent as well, mm-hmm. into I think she got three or four wickets or something. Um so yeah, I mean the combination of kind of having her and Maxude bowling together, um, I thought was amazing so very very happy for the Sunrisers.
0: I saw you on the internet doing an interview pretending to be a Sunrisers fan.
1: Yeah oh wait I wasn't (laughs) pretending I was offering my services as a number one sunrise well i didn't but you, realize
0: but you timed it perfectly
1: well this is the thing <laughs> i didn't realize in the description it would say Sunrises fan and now i'm like yeah screenshot that, <laughs> put it everywhere <laughs> look at the date this was before their first win i'm an og <laughs> fan <laughs> i'm one of the real ones all those glory hunters are now after Sunrises, but we've been there from the start um so yeah but no I, I thought it was excellent and also I massively respect the social media admin for absolutely milking that win because yes do yeah. that forever whatever you might do not get another chance one week anniversary one month three <laughs> months one year keep it going forever um because also that will hurt the vipers even more and I want to, I want pain it's
0: nice to see them suffer
1: I know that's really good they never know what to say once they have lost um we mentioned about Amy Jones and this also brings up the question about mixed availability because mm-hmm. this week there again is some uh, some players that are missing but the ECB, I don't think have put anything out about it so I know Alice Capsey's back for Southeast Stars and mm-hmm. someone else's but Sophia Dunkley isn't um yeah Tash Ferrant's back, that's, uh, it. Tash oh, back. Right. that's exciting um but yeah, there's again mixed availability. So Amy Jones isn't going to be playing for Sparks, but Izzy Wong still is. Um, That's really. Weird. I don't. Th- I could be wrong. I can't remember if Brunt is playing. Um, but again, there's yeah mixed availability. Kate Cross is not playing this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Sophie Oxton might be. Um, but yeah, it's. I guess
0: they got back to back games on Saturday, Monday. I as well, was thinking this, I? yeah,
1: because they've got uh, games on. Uh, both of them, they might mix it up. But,
0: I mean, it, it's interesting. You think Izzy Wong is a fast bowler. You'd want, you to... want
1: to rest her more.
0: Yeah. The name the yeah. Jones, who, you know, from what I can tell, hasn't played any cricket for months.
1: I know, since the World Cup semi-final. So, yeah, doesn't make tons of sense. Um, shall we preview Saturday's games and Monday's games? Yes.
0: Yeah, so loads of games coming up in the next two days, thanks to our wonderful uh, Workers' Bank holiday on the 1st mm-hmm. of May.
1: Yeah. Um, so, tomorrow, I'm commentating at New Road for Central Sparks versus, versus Northern Diamonds.
0: I'm looking forward. I'll be tuning in.
1: Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, from that, I mean, I personally would predict a Northern Diamonds win. I think they're coming off a massive win, and I think they're just confident now. Now they've got that that trophy um i think there's just something that's kind of clicked in that side and it's really working it'll be
0: interesting to see how sparks respond Mm. to having you know a disappointing result i would say in that first match Mm -hmm. that will be that would have been a match they'd have been looking to win yeah
1: because it it was a winnable match
0: um so whereas this is possibly a a much tougher game Mm. yeah so i'd be looking if i were you know in the the management of of Sparks, i have been looking mm. for a response, really.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Sparks' bowling is probably still a little bit stronger than Diamonds, mm-hmm. but Diamonds batting is much stronger than Sparks. So that kind of dynamic is interesting to see how it works out. Mm-hmm. Uh Southeast Stars play the Vipers at Beckenham. I <clears throat> this could go one of two ways. I think because Southeast Stars have the momentum, that's the advantage but vipers will be so like heartbroken by some that they're like right we need to win um and i think the thought of them losing two games in a row is like what three games um, in a row
0: because they lost the final last year
1: oh very true <laughs> very true yeah um so and i think
0: that... oh no they won the third yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. they really made it yeah
1: um so i think that yeah that would be quite interesting mm. to see how that goes Sunrisers versus the Blaze. Again, I think that's quite an interesting one. Before, I would have said, yeah, Blaze way more or whatever. But I think Sunrisers, uh, they'll be in Chelmsford, on, on, on in home territory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that's interesting is they both have great spin attacks. Yes. So that'll be interesting to see how that kind of yes. works out. But if we go off how both teams batted last week, Sunrisers look like they're mm-hmm. miles above. So... Again, an interesting one. And then another game that could be quite close, Western Storm versus Thunder. They're at Sphere Gardens in Cardiff. Um, Thunder have made a couple of changes to their squad. Interestingly, Mahika Gore plays for the UAE, is in the squad.
0: Everyone's talking about Everyone's talking,
1: because she uh, made history at her school. She was the first um, girl to play for the boys, like for the first 11. Um and yeah, from what I saw, she did really well. And so she's six foot she, tall. She's six left foot on, yeah, baseball. 17 years old, um, can qualify to play for England. I you just think she's wow. the future. Um, and all the commentators from Fairbreak are just like, watch out. She's good. Cause I mean, I've seen footage of her bowl. She's got quite a unique action. Um, she's one of these bowlers that I'm just like wrap up in bubble wrap because mm. I don't want another back injury. <laughs> um <laughs> But no, very exciting. And, you know, because she's so tall, just offers something different and, yeah, very unique. But I'm excited to kind of watch her career because she's been in the Thunder Academy, I think this might be her second year. Mm -hmm. Um, But for her to get the call up to uh, go on this away trip is really exciting. Um, So have I mentioned anything else about Western Storm and Thunder? um
0: well yeah i mean it's potentially you know these are two teams that got a bit of a pasting in the first round so yeah. they, they they need to come out fighting mm. and and uh, and get a, a positive result and whoever loses that game could be staring at the wooden spoon
1: yeah that's the thing with with Sunrise is doing well now it's like it's not looking good for for teams like western storm and thunder who if they lose a couple of games could get stuck and it is interesting because all the teams that won last week picked up five points rather than four yeah. um, because I think the the closest game was actually Sparks versus the Blaze and That's the right. Sparks won by like 59 runs or something. So um, the Blaze, were, the blaze run, in mm-hmm. fact. um, So there are kind of clear mm-hmm. uh, disparities between the teams. Then on Monday we've got Sparks' home game at Wormsley um, I <laughs> against where, what the parts Vipers.
0: Of was yeah, it's really mm. Part of Birmingham Yes,
1: really picturesque part of Birmingham. I think you'll find. Uh, I would expect Vipers to win, but I think that's it's very. It's very much based on how Vipers do this There's weekend. There's been no
0: explanation. At all. There has been none about, and no uh, one's
1: addressed it. I no. think we're the only people that have really spoken We are
0: talking it. about it. Why are the Central Sparks team playing a home game in Buckinghamshire,
1: <laughs> which happens to be one of the counties which the Vipers cover?
0: <laughs> if someone um, could explain to us, that would be absolutely yeah. amazing. Also,
1: if Sparks lose that, surely there's some grounds to be like, "Oi, that's not fair because it was technically on away soil." Mm-hmm. So, can we get some like consolation points? No chance. No, they're no, not going to happen. Uh, Sunrises against the Northern Diamonds, the eighth against the first.
0: Yes, that is going that, to be that's the
1: ultimate test, very I think. interesting.
0: So, Sunrises have got two back to back games, haven't yeah, they? At on Chelmsford. Saturday and, and Monday at Chelmsford. Um, that will be really interesting. Mm. I think I still fancy diamonds for that, yeah. Um, yeah. but you never know,
1: you never know. Stranger things have happened. Uh, then the Blaze versus Thunder, I'm also commentating on this, sacrificing. A trip to the Champions League semi final for this, so it better be an absolute display of cricket. That yes, well be so yeah,
0: Blaze playing at Welbeck Colliery. <laughs> There's going to be brass band and everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually, I was looking on Google Maps and it actually is in the middle of nowhere. Like, mm. it's not even in Mansfield, it's down a lane somewhere.
0: Metalworth. I <laughs>
1: know, it's just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, we did so, look how to get them on public transport. Yeah, and it was just... no,
1: it's not gonna especially on a bank holiday it's yeah. it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um so again I actually think that it could be close. I think Blaze probably half the upper hand slightly. Um but these are two teams that have come against come up against each other quite a lot and they are quite evenly matched. Yeah. Um yeah. in fact that was the first time I commentated was well lightning against Thunder. Lightning took the win in that game. Yeah. Um but again, yeah, they're quite evenly poised teams because well, when we saw them in the Charlotte Edwards Cup in the summer, in the start of June, uh, Lightning won, no Thunder won, in fact, yeah. Thunder won. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so
0: yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I think I do fancy Blaze for that game, mm-hmm. but yeah. um,
1: but we'll wait and see. Yeah, and the final one is Western Storm against Southeast Stars at Bristol. Um, no surprises. Think Southeast Stars will will probably win. Yeah, um, South
0: East Stars. They're
1: looking so strong this season. Because the, the thing with South East Stars is they've got so many good batters. And with Paige Schofield, I think that's massive. But they've their secret, I think, is that they have so many good all-rounders and, like, genuine all-rounders. Um, so you think about the difference a player like ADR can make. Mm. Um, and when they've got all those England players in there, and they don't, they won't even have all their England players. I don't think Sophia Dunkley's going to – she might not play on Monday – but it's like, they've still got Fred Davis. They've still got Alice Capsey, They've got Tash Farrant back. Like, Who's going to stop them sort of yeah, thing? They're the new Vipers. Um, no, they really are. They'll love that as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll see. And hopefully, I might be biting my tongue after saying this, there'll be no rain affecting this weekend. Because I think we're lucky last weekend that only one game was affected um, up in Headingley. No yes,
0: yes. So so we'll see. It, it, I mean, there is forecast for a few showers mm. here and there, but I think we should get um, all games completed.
1: Yeah. Shall we introduce our guest this week? Yes.
0: I, I mean, she is a viper.
1: She's a viper. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we spoke to Charlotte Taylor. It's very interesting when I was editing this because we talk a bit about the vi- uh, the Sunrisers game, previewing it. Mm-hmm. And um, hmm, it's interesting to listen to in hindsight. It would out, yes. So enjoy our chat with Charlotte
2: Taylor.
0: How are you doing? Tell me what you get to do on a on a Thursday, now as a professional cricketer.
2: Um, well, I've been quite full on today, so I'm just turning you up, sorry, because I can't hear. Um, we had a full day's training. We had actually had our kit like media day thing. I don't know, photos and I don't like any of that stuff to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so we had that this morning and then a full day's training, bit of lunch, bit of gym, and then come home. So it's quite full on from in from about ten o'clock till three o'clock today.
0: I th- I saw a picture of the new kit the other day. Is it got like hexagons on it and stuff?
2: Yeah, I don't I think it's meant to give off like a snake skin kind of vibe i don't know if that comes across it doesn't come across to us we're just like it looks kind of cool but not really sure it's the snake pattern but
1: so anyway what is your cricket story and how did you first get into cricket
2: um so basically uh my both my dad and my uncle played um cricket my uncle played semi-professional cricket from middlesex i think don't quote me um and so they both played um a high level of cricket um my mum, like, did the tees, you know, typical. I played in the nets with all the other lads, um, sort of from the age of about seven, probably, um, and then just started playing boys cricket. From there, um, probably played boys cricket until I was about 16. Then they start getting a bit bigger and stronger than I was. Um, and I moved to a women's team probably the year before that, like probably when I was about 15. I mean, I'm 29 now, so we're taking – this is testing my memory slightly. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, just sort of moved to a, a women's team, Hursley Park, which is based in Winchester. Um, got involved in the Hampshire stuff probably when I was about 13. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of stayed in that program and playing for Hampshire now for, oh gosh, I think I debuted for the women in 2010. Um, so that's what we're talking now. that's 13 years um, just in the in the full women's side. So it's, it's been a long time and now I get to call myself professional at age 29. So it's worth the wait, I suppose.
0: That's amazing. Talk me about, through some of the changes that you've seen in women's cricket over those like last 13 years or so.
2: Um, yeah, so it's been it's been a real, a real shift. Like I said, when I started playing when I was seven or eight, you played with the boys. I was the only girl. I probably played because my dad was involved. Like, would I have actually played cricket otherwise? Who knows? Like, you don't get it taught in schools or anything like that. Um, and even like the women's team, where I say I went, my women's team was based in Winchester. To put it in context, that was 45 minutes to an hour away from where I live. That was the nearest one that was of decent standard that I could get to. Um, whereas now my local club at New Milton, which is where I grew up, now have a thriving women and girls section that has over 100 girls, you know, turn that every week. So that wasn't available, obviously, when I was younger, because it was just me. Um, so just that alone at sort of a grassroots level is phenomenal. Um, the change that you see there and then... The rest of the time in terms of the professional game, like to say that you can actually make a career out of cricket. You don't have to play for England to do that anymore. Like that's not the be all and end all. Obviously, that's what everyone wants to achieve. But for someone like me that's in their later part of their career, I can now fully focus on cricket and don't have to worry about doing anything else. And that's a real bonus that the, these kids now that will grow up, hopefully playing school cricket in schools, hopefully then getting fed into a club they'll then see those changes and they'll see, right, I can actually do that now, which is just great because none of us were able to um, at my age, which is just, you know, it's the only way that you want it to go. You want to leave it, leave the game in a better place than when you found it. And that's exactly what sort of the girls are seeing now. They're, they're reaping the benefits of what we've had to go through, which is fine. Not yes. fear about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, in fact, we've talked to quite a few players, you know, in their mid to late 20s and, and it, it who are looking at people... 10 years younger than them and just think, you know, you are so lucky to have these mm. opportunities now. It's it's amazing. So thinking of, you're talking about your local club had no um women's provision and now you've got over a hundred girls playing in it. What do you think are the other decisions that have been made? What are the things that have happened that have driven that change? Because it it's quite extraordinary, that transformation, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think it's just starting with um there was a coach that was suddenly. I can't remember how, the guy Kevin Smith that runs the section at New Milton, I can't remember, I think he was, a. I think his boys played and his girls were really interested and were playing in schools and then he was doing some coaching in schools, I mean I'm, I might be making this up but from mm-hmm. what I remember is it was doing coaching in different schools so he was going in, maybe as a chance to shine coach, I can't remember um, which is obviously still an active programme and seeing all these kids and going well they've got nowhere to play their cricket um, and then sort of you know, getting them all together and then setting up his own with his two girls as well that were involved. And obviously that kind of helps is that family feel to it. Um, And then it's just word of mouth. Like if you have a good successful team, you know, a coach that's willing to put in, puts in time and effort, hard graft is, you know, coaching. It's a long old slog to get what you want out of it. Um, You know, the girls are coming in week in, week out. They're going home and telling their friends or telling their, you know, cousins or friends or whatever it is. And you can end up building a really, and then also they put on like the club are actually very social, so it's it's just as much about you know the parents making sure that they've got a barbecue going or whatever it is they've got a good social aspect as well to bring all that together. Um, it's not just cricket, you know. It's a very long sport in terms of the longevity that you play the sport is long as well, um, but also in terms of the length of the games. I mean, you've got you've got to be as a parent being willing to drive your kid miles, but also maybe wanting to have a, I don't know, a glass of champagne while she's sitting watching a kid play or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, you mentioned about coaches there. Who are some of the significant people, maybe their coaches or other people, who have been really important to to get you to be a professional cricketer now?
2: Um, well, I suppose I've got to thank my mum and my dad, like, without them driving me all over the country, you know, until I was 17, I obviously couldn't drive. No one can. Um, So, you know, they that had to shaft me all over the place. And we're talking, like... Used to go to i don't know for just off the cuff we used to go to you know buckinghamshire and, and then you know the next weekend you know come home they'd have to go to work all week i'd have to go to school and the next weekend you go up to lancashire or whatever like and they'd have to do all those miles um and there was no re, like um remuneration for that in terms of fuel costs or of cost of a hotel if they wanted to stay overnight or whatever it was so without them you know you wouldn't really i would be probably nowhere um so that's a probably a good place to start my dad was also like first coach kind of thing taught me the basics still still has like stuff. as some um puts his two cents in now um which I'll never say no to um he knows me the best um uh but other than that it's just coaches along the way have been you know brilliant obviously the one that we've got now Charlotte, she's been our coach for a long time now um from Hampshire and she's just fantastic human being like you know call her a good friend as well um and she just believes in good people and I'm not probably the most athletic and I'm not the most like probably naturally gifted, but she gets the best out of, you know, people with what they've actually got rather than, you know, trying to make you into something that you're not, what can you actually do really, really well? And let's just, just hone in on that. Um, and if you imagine doing that for 11 people, you're going to create, what well, you know, 11 plus people, how many, how many people she's done that over the years, you're going to create a pretty good team out of doing that. Um, uh, my One of my, like, real um sort of favorite in terms of um what's the word not like it wasn't like a role model but more of just somebody that sort of helped me along along the way just like my friends if that makes sense like you know you just you want to you always strive to be better so you just go and oh, I want to you know do that as well as that person so they're not they're not role models because obviously you're with them all the time but I think you always strive to be better than them or you know or strive to be better than you were um, and you look at them for support. Um, so I suppose that in in a weird kind of way, they're, they're kind of really influential in everyone's journey.
1: Yeah, no, that that's really nice. And um, we're big fans of Charlotte Edwards. Um, we think she's absolutely fantastic. And I think actually you've kind of cracked there why Vibes is so successful, because we've been thinking about this for a while. Like, why do you just keep winning? It's really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the fact that she she takes players and you know works with what they've got, um I think is is a massive a massive factor in that. Um a time perhaps you weren't slightly successful uh, was the Lord's final um in September. Talk us through that day because it, it got so close and it must have been so hard to to not lift a trophy at the end of it.
2: It was um I think we we started off, you know, we had another fantastic tournament. I mean everyone we whenever we get to a final it's always you know, you're very lucky to play in finals. Not many people do. We say that every year and then we get into another one, which is great, don't get me wrong. Um, but it is really important that you sort of embrace those moments. A final at Lords is very, very rare. Um, will it happen again? You just don't know. Um, but the day was, yeah, so quite surreal in that sense. Like my poor grandmother, bless her heart, she's in her late 80s, she had a hard slog all the way, you know, to the Lords, and she was bawling her eyes out before it or born even being bowled. Because, yeah, she never thought she'd see me play at Lord's. Um, So that's sort of an emotional, like, taking that aside. You know, you just got to really embrace the day, which I think all the girls did. And um, I remember the Diamonds sort of, you know, they're always a good team. They're, they're, you know, our nemesis, we like to play them, especially in 50 over cricket. We have really good battles against them. We know what they can offer. They offer a lot of spin. But we really just wanted to to get over the line as you can imagine and and I was left to try and hit four for the last ball and, and failed miserably but um you know it was it was a great day and it was a great final and hopefully lots of people enjoyed the the spectacle that we that we put on
0: yeah I mean that that last ball I mean it was six to win wasn't it six to win or four for the super over and uh, I was wondering yeah which one you're going to choose to do but uh, yeah unfortunately you didn't quite manage to uh, execute it
2: Yeah. And I was disappointed at the time and bear in mind, I had one ball to try and pull off something that, you know, bear in mind, I had, I probably bat, I think in a Viper shot, I probably batted about less than 10 times Mm -hmm. um, because we have been so successful. So I was disappointed in myself, but I think at the end of the day, you know, we just, we got it, we got it as close as we could. um, And we didn't, weren't quite good enough on the day. And that's, that's what we have to um sort of remember but we sort of parked it initially like immediately parked it and so we've had an unbelievable year once again um and yeah we enjoyed ourselves in the evening regardless so um we just now we focus on trying to trying to do the double this year
0: i think that's a that's a really healthy attitude isn't it we we often um joke about the vipers how you're this kind of winning machine and uh you know but what you associate with with teams like that that are so successful is there's a there's a ruthlessness and there's a and you can imagine that there's a kind of ungraciousness about them because they just want to humble everyone. But with the Vipers, it doesn't seem like that at all. It it, it seems like you enjoy winning, but you enjoy the, the whole experience as well. And that's that certainly came across in the final. There, there wasn't any sense of um I don't know what the word is, really bitterness or 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 over sadness at it. It was just, you know, it was a it was a privilege to be part of the day.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think. One of the things that we sort of embrace on is that we embrace, you know, the challenge of things, and and you know, there's not we're not going to beat everyone ever. Like it's just not possible. You there get will be close, a time you get
0: close to doing that. <laughs>
2: um, and we, but we've bred a winning mentality, which is we're quite ruthless in what we do, um, and we and because we've we've managed to be successful, you kind of learn how to win games. Um, And win from different positions, um, which obviously puts you in good stead, but also like that this year will be the hardest year we will have so far like every team is so strong there's been some changes, they're trying to level the playing field you see the overseas signings coming in thick and fast, um, as the teams really try and and bolster their, their sides. Um, So it's really important that we don't get complacent, nor would we never. So it's really important now that we focus on that first game on Saturday. And even though the Sunrisers haven't, you know, they're yet to win a Rachel game, um, they're so very strong and they've won five for five in their their pre-season warm-up games and Anything could happen on the day, and we've got to be really vigilant and, and, and wait for that. Really,
0: that would be extraordinary, wouldn't it? If if Sunrises turned you over on uh, on the weekend, um...
2: let's <laughs> hope not. But yeah, it could it could happen. Anything
1: could happen on the day, couldn't it? So yeah, well, we're you know we're big Sunrises fans, but so hoping for Sunrises first wins. Finally, um, <laughs> it would uh, it would be great. I mean, it would be quite uh, historic if they managed to do it over the Vipers. So anyway, looking back on kind of your whole career so far, what have been some of your individual highlights?
2: I can't look past sort of that first Rachel final where I managed to pick up six for, even though I was severely unwell, I didn't have COVID. Um, Obviously that would have been, you know, that would not have gone down well in the situation that we were in. Um, But I really wasn't well um, and managed to to sort of, you know, pull out a performance like that. Um, That's got to definitely be a highlight for me. Um, But also just, I think... My f- sort of first um experience of professional cricket like the hot that whole season um in the build-up to that game um was just a real highlight, just getting involved in in a real professional outfit and, and r- realizing how maybe how good I could be, because I never really you know noticed that before. Um going back a bit further, I mean when I, you know, you make hundreds, but I made a, a 165, which I don't normally bat, but I made a one-six five um for Hampshire. Um, and that was really special. Um, I remember that, got, I mean, we weren't playing particularly very good cricket at the time in terms of standard. I think we got promoted from Division 2 to Division 1 or something like that. But, you know, that was really special for me to go out and I've, you know, won a game for my team again. Um, but those are probably the two standouts. Um, but as a, as a team, winning the Rachel in 2020 and 21, and then obviously the Charlotte was Cup last year, um I was in the commentary box for that one and that was just such a special moment to see the girls you know elated um and you know go and celebrate with them down on the pitch at North seem to like North Ants um is <laughs> uh yeah so it's it's, those are some really special moments that I'll cherish for you know not just me but for my friends and my teammates as well
0: yeah we were there, we're there that day at North Ants, mm-hmm. weren't we yeah um it's supporting Sparks really but um it was a, yeah, it was a, an immense day, and I guess we got to see Sparks win earlier in the day, and then and then got to see that amazing performance by by Vipers. Now you you are a professional cricketer now. You have a, a six month contract. So you talked about other teams bringing in uh, these overseas players, but it seems that Vipers uh, decided to invest their money in expanding their uh, number of professionals. What difference do you think that's going to make for you and going to make for Vipers as a as a playing group this season?
2: Yeah, it's massive for us. I mean, there's five of us that were, that were given these six-month contracts. Um, and obviously, that means that we can fully focus on cricket. As I said earlier, we can we don't have to do a, another job as such. I mean, people do bits and pieces of coaching. Like, I will always sort of dip in and out of coaching because um, I coach on the the Vipers Academy programme here and our EPP programme. Um, so, I'll always dip in and out of that. But I don't have to do my day-to-day nine-to-five job where... You'd work, you know, like I say, nine to five, or mine was sort of seven till four. You'd leave work from, I was working in Bournemouth, which is sort of an hour to the Aegeus Bowl. Train then from sort of five till eight p.m., get them have a bit of dinner and, and do it all over again. Um, and, you know, to try and get the best out of your body when you've, you know, you and you're mentally drained as well from, you know, a difficult day's work. It wasn't easy stuff, working in sales um so to not have to do that anymore just means that you know my body is fresher um and you know it gives me real clarity on you know I can fully focus on this and see how good I actually could be um and that's the same for all the other girls as well which is really really nice there's some some very talented girls that now have you know the ability to do the exact same thing and and see how and some of them are you know they're younger than me um so they've got a real chance to to try and make this something for a long time for them.
0: i got this is a unusual question. Was it actually quite a difficult decision to take the six-month contract? Because presumably you've got this other job and you and you've had to quit that job, or is it being held open for you? Or are you essentially saying, I'm going to do the six-month contract, and then I I don't know what happens after that?
2: So I took a, a punt in when did I leave? I think it was February. The job that I was in. Um, I cut my hours down to part time because the full time cricket and and the our training days went up in the winter period. Um, we're actually we wanted to be in three days a week rather than just two. Um, so I cut my hours down to part time, which I could manage um, in terms of you know paying my bills and all the rest of it. So I did that. Um, so that already reduced the load slightly. Um, but for them to keep that position open, they wanted to fill it with a full time employee um and i just said as soon as the summer comes as well the schedule when you look at it if i played every single game it's hectic they're not just saturdays anymore they're you know midweek games they're not the same days every week so it's not like you could say to them oh i could work a you know a, a wednesday and a thursday for you or whatever it is it's completely sporadic um and it wouldn't be fair to myself or the company to be able to put us in that position where it's you know so fluctuant um so i just took a punt really and said You know, I'm just going to see if this pays off. But even if it didn't, if I had to go and get another a different job now, um, I would probably just try and take up some sort of coaching, like sort of go down that route that allowed me to be a bit more flexible work for myself slightly um so I wasn't against doing it there's no way that I expected this to happen it was just preparing myself to you know be in the best position to take it but also I had a backup plan in case it didn't go my way
0: it's, it's been brilliant to talk to you thank you so much um for for sharing um that and we just want to wish you all the best for this season
2: um, thank you very much
0: uh, I think it's going to be another really successful one for Bipers. I just have that feeling <laughs> Um, but it's it's going to be tough, isn't it? Because the standards just mm. keep rising all the time.
2: Yeah, it's it's going to be tough for everyone. But I think that's the most exciting thing about the game at the minute is that you know you could go into any game and hopefully every game will be a spectacle and it will be a, a drawing more crowds, more. You know, more kids are watching watching us and going, oh, I know I could do that um, and I want to engage in that. So that's really important. And hopefully, fingers crossed, it's another good one for us. And yeah, that's our aim is to do the double, as it is probably everyone else's. So um <laughs> let's just see. Let's just see what happens. But yeah, 2023 could be exciting.
0: And all the best for the game against the Mighty Sunrisers on the weekend.
2: Yeah, we're excited. We're very excited. <laughs> we're prepping as we speak. So there's lots of lots of talks going on. Um, tactics and all the rest of it, so we'll be we'll be fully prepared, ready for whatever they decide to throw at us.
0: I, I think get Scrivens out, you'll be all right.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what we said. We just said we need to move out early. Um, and she'll know that, so she'll probably stay in there all day. Um she's that type of kid. Um but yeah it's there's an exciting group of girls there and and they've got some talent. They're not to be underestimated. Um they they gave us a good good go at um at Chelmsford last year they almost chased chased our 320 odd um which we thought was going to be an absolute monster of a score and they got very very close to it thanks to some brilliant batting. So they've they've got every potential to to do it so we've just got to make sure they don't basically <laughs> um mm-hmm. is our is our number one aim but the girls are ready and uh raring to go <laughs>
0: that was great she's one of that generation Mm -hmm. who who Mm. works their way
1: yeah um
0: through years and years and years of amateur cricket Mm. just going along and playing for fun and suddenly now to be a professional it's absolutely fantastic i
1: mean i think it's amazing that she's made that decision to quit a job and focus Mm. on cricket because i think that's a massive punt Mm. um but I mean, so far it's paid off because she's picked a, con- a contract. So well, it's
0: what she loves. That's the okay. thing. And and yeah. actually, that's that's the important thing, I think.
1: Yeah. YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> Great motto. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> shall, I, shall I, like, quit everything and become a cricketer? YOLO.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't do the A-levels, Paul. Yeah,
1: YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> no, YOLO, so I will do my A-levels. <laughs> um <laughs>
0: You only reset once. I
1: know. <laughs> hopefully, never. <laughs> um. So next week we'll be back with another guest. More cr- We'll have so much cricket to talk about next mm. week. Um. So it's all getting very exciting, and hopefully, the the sun will come out and we'll have some proper cricket days. Yes, and we might um, see
0: you at New Road or yeah, at uh, Welbeck Colliery. I
1: mean, I'm being funny. Who's going to go to Wellbeck?
0: Those people there. All, um, like
1: all the villagers. That's right.
0: The pitchforks.
1: <laughs> An angry mob. <laughs> Why are you playing cricket on my land? <laughs> so come and say hello to us if you see us yeah. there. Well, maybe not to me whilst I'm doing commentary, but at another point.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be sat on my own.
1: Yeah, you'll just look like <laughs> you look like everyone in the
0: person. <laughs> <That's there. laughs>
1: people be going, Are you Richard? <laughs> um, so, anyway, test it out. Go to say, You Richard, or just you should just speak to yourself so people hear your voice. Okay, but, yeah, I know that. Yeah, um, but yeah, as I say, we'll be back next week. But in the meantime, you can follow our social media. So, our Instagram is Naughty Child Podcast, and our Twitter is OO Child Podcast.
2: I am just gonna go three When the